Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is risen. Good morning. In our meditation and study of the Divine Liturgy, we're still in the Holy Anaphora. Again, because this is the central prayer of the Divine Liturgy. We are praying over the Holy Gifts and speaking about all the things that God has done for us in context of those gifts. The last time we spoke, we talked about the divine command of Christ to do this in remembrance of me, meaning the divine liturgy, meaning a continuing to keep the Last Supper in our minds all the time, that our center of our lives needs to be what we are doing today, that everything we do culminates in this, the center of our lives, because that is a command of Christ, to do this in remembrance of me. Now, the prayer that immediately follows these commands of eat and drink is this prayer. Remembering, therefore, the saving commandment. In other words, do this in remembrance of me. Eat and drink. And all that has been done for our sake, the cross, the tomb, the resurrection on the third day, the ascension into heaven, the enthronement at the right hand, and the second and glorious coming again. All of that makes sense because we have witnessed throughout the year and through all the feasts, the cross and the crucifixion, the tomb. We just finished putting Christ in the tomb this Holy Week. The resurrection, which we celebrated on Pascha, which we celebrate today. The ascension into heaven, which we will be celebrating 40 days from Pascha, and the enthronement at the right hand, which is part and parcel of the Feast of the Annunciation. But then comes something a little bit difficult. And the second and glorious coming again. Notice that that isn't in the future tense. Notice that that isn't something that's going to happen sometime in the future. It's all part of that statement, remembering all that has been done for our sake. It's in the past tense. It has already happened. Now, today's gospel reading helps us understand this oddity in this prayer. Because Christ, of course, is seen going to his disciples. He appears in the room despite the fact that the doors are locked. And he prays with them. He says, peace be with you. And they are all amazed. And they go out and they find Thomas, who wasn't with them, and they say, we've seen the risen Lord. And Thomas stands in for every other person in the rest of history. He stands in the place of all of our friends and our neighbors who are nominal Christians or who are human secularists and atheists. And he says, I will not believe until I put my finger in the mark of the nails and in the wound in his side. And here's the key statement from this gospel. Eight days later, that number has huge significance for our understanding of the divine liturgy and our understanding of this prayer from the Anaphora. Because today, being a Sunday, is both the first day of the week and 
the eighth day of the week. It is the first day of the week in time. And we must remember that time is part of creation. God created time because, of course, when he created, he created the first day. Okay? So time is something that's part of creation. It is the eighth day of the week because it is the day the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. It is the day that has no end. It is the day in which we experience the kingdom of heaven in Christ's presence, his appearance to his disciples, his declaration, peace be with you, brings with it that eighth day. The moment he enters into that locked room, the moment that Thomas beholds the risen Christ for the first time, he is experiencing that eighth day. He is experiencing the heavenly kingdom because of the presence of Christ. And this is why, realizing all of this, that he immediately says, my Lord, referring to his humanity, and my God, referring to his divinity recognizing the presence of the heavenly kingdom, recognizing that he has entered into a space where time, created time, no longer has sway over us. That this is the eighth day, the day that the Lord has made. And so, as we are in the midst of the divine liturgy, which began, if you recall, with, blessed is the kingdom, we have exited time and we have entered into the eighth day, that day that the Lord has made, that day that has no end, the day in which time has no power over us. And thus we are able to say with certitude that the second coming of Christ has already happened because it happens in context of time, not in context of the eighth day. It is only when we end the liturgy with a declaration to go out into the world and to share this good news that the second coming of Christ again becomes a future event. So here and now, the second coming has already happened. And indeed, we see it on that table in the body and the blood. We see it when we consume the body and the blood, that he has come again, and he will come again and again and again for all eternity because the eighth day has no end. And so while this may appear to be confusing that the second coming is an event in the past, it actually makes perfect sense if we have an understanding that what we do here now, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit that descends upon these gifts, because of the presence of the body and blood of Christ himself, just as he entered into that locked room, brings with him the heavenly kingdom, the eighth day. All of these things are in the past. All of these things have already happened. And this is why we say this Space in this time is a foretaste of what is to come. This is why this moment, this activity, needs to be something that we remember continuously bringing to our mind. That this needs to be the center of our lives, the goal of every week, is to be here 
because it is here that we get to experience that eighth day, even if for only a brief moment of time. But then we get to take that experience into the world. And with the knowledge of the second coming of Christ, having already happened in our lives, we can declare with joy that Christ has risen from the dead. The death no longer has its sting. And indeed, there is nothing in this world that we need to fear. So let us go out into the world with this knowledge, with this prayer, and declare to the world through our love, through our actions, and through our words, the resurrection of our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the coming of the day that the Lord has made. Let us all be joyful and be glad in it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, unto the ages of ages.